We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke, the Duke of Kent. No, my friend Duke, we're in a group chat together, LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, price and coverage match limited by state law. I have one of my, I have a feeling, guys, <laughs> that he's going to play. Okay, so he won't. Exactly, so, yeah, stay tuned. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. 
And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It's the Game Week 8 Preview Edition, where we talk about, amongst other things, Chelsea struggling, Manchester City struggling, and Arsenal struggling. It's just a great day to be a top team. And with me, as always, is uh, Andrew Laird. I am Mike Gottlieb. I'm sorry I had to think about that. I'm in, <laughs> I've been preseason form because we missed an episode, and that's totally my fault. I apologize for that. But we will try to make it out to you with a doubly good end of the week edition, which means that it'll be slightly average. So, <laughs> uh, so Andrew, I'm sorry about the midweek. I missed it. Uh, anything happened midweek that I should know about? Let's say from Champions League play. Not a thing, Mike. Not a thing. Nothing happened. We learned okay. nothing. That was it. All right. So let's go straight on to the Premier League action <laughs> of game week eight. Uh, the first game is Crystal Palace at home against West Brom. Uh, I mean, Crystal Palace... On the road, especially, they have one of the best road records along with West Ham. They look great, and they're just not scoring a ton of goals right now. And what do you know? They don't play a striker. So do you think they eventually start doing that? Well, they started Dwight Gale last week, and they seem to be a little bit better. Wilfred Zaha was the one who uh, was sent to the bench, although they were better when he came on. So it seems like they just have an issue of having too many guys who can play this kind of the same positions and all of them, I think deserve to play. It's one of those weird things. They all deserve to play. It's, you know, Bakari Sacco, Jason Punchin, Wilfred Zaha, Yannick Balassi. Um, and, uh, did I say Kabai? Yeah. Yon yeah, Kabai. Kabai plays a different position. But. Right. Yeah. Kabai and MacArthur kind of play behind them, but you, if you play those two, then you're not going to play four, those four attacking mids and, a, and another forward. Uh, they obviously are waiting for Connor Wickham to come back from this rib injury. I think he's close, but um, he apparently was close last week and didn't make it, and then now he's kind of questionable again. Uh, so I don't think they're going to force him back. Bamford is obviously just not part of Alan Pardew's plan, which... Wouldn't uh, be shocked if he gets recalled in January. Yeah, I feel like we say that, and then... I mean, we said that last year about... Um, Atsu. Atsu at, at Everton, right, and that never really happened. So I'm not confident that, you know, that Bamford's going to come back or, or go somewhere else. So uh, maybe they keep going with Gale, which is kind of a crazy thought, but um, they need they definitely look better with some sort of striker up front instead of trying to make Sacco or Balassi into a striker. Yeah, yeah, just they have so many good options. Just they also are not just scoring. They're not scoring a ton of goals. Well, I think it's a lot that they're trying to play, or at least, you know, Balassi or Sacco are, are playing a position that's not their position. And so maybe they kind of get in the way of other guys or they're not where a, where a real striker would be on certain passes that, you know, Kabai is used to having a, you know, somebody like uh, Glenn Murray or Gale kind of in the right spot. And those guys just might not know what they are because they don't play those positions. Yeah. Uh, West Brom have no such problem. Sato Barahino coming back, and he's looking good, scoring a lot. And uh, at the cost of Salomon Rondon, though, who's not yeah. back, who's not scoring a bunch with Barahino back. Yeah, we kind of thought the opposite would happen, but Barahino's at least been able to put this behind him. Clearly, he thinks if he plays better that Spurs will increase the bid in January because I can't imagine he's just given up wanting to leave. But at least he's he's producing. A lot of guys you know, would let that get to their head and get benched by Louis Van Hall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, 
it, it's it's Parju versus Pulis. Lots mm-hmm. of P's. Uh, two coaches that love to beat Jose Mourinho, by the way. Yep. Uh, but do you see this game having, let's say, more than two goals? I don't. I actually, I'm still not totally sold on West Brom. Maybe it's because I just don't. I don't know why I'm not sold on them. I'm just not. And just the way the Crystal Palace have been playing, I struggle to to take any of their attacking players confidently. Yeah, at West Brom in general, it's hard to take any of their players seriously. I, I think, in, especially in a daily format, you know, I'd be stunned if we hear from you during our daily dose where we'll feature our DraftKings lineup for the first time in a while. That uh, you know, I'd be stunned if you if we hear a West Brom defensive player named to the squad or an offensive player, to be honest. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just tough. It's one of those things that people love to say, you know, they're great GPP plays, and it's basically your darts, and you're throwing darts at one of like five different guys from West Brom. I wouldn't call Barahino a dart, and probably not um, uh, Rondon, but any of those midfielders. I mean, we've Chris seen Brunt. yeah, Brunt, Morrison, McManaman has a goal this year, so it's like James McLean, I think, even scored at some point. So it's like you're you're literally just, you know, praying for one of those guys to, to work out, whereas I think there are plenty of better options even in that lower tier of uh, pricing. Yeah, totally agree. All right, well, let's move on, though. We have another more interesting game to get to of Aston Villa at home against Stoke. God, this is unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, it's it could be an ugly one. Uh, Jordan Shakiri is going to be out. If it was at Stoke, I'd say, oh, you know, there's a chance that Stoke may, may get a, a nice goal. But uh, yeah. Analtovic looked good. Yep, Boyan, I think, scored last week or might have been two weeks no, ago. John, Champions John League. Walters, yeah. It was John Walters who I scored. I thought they both – did they not both score? I don't know. The Champions League is throwing me off. Um, clearly not watching Stoke and Aston Villa. But, yeah, it's – there have to be goals in here. You think Rudy Gastet will be able to score? He's it was I think, Walters and Juve last week. Oh, Juve. Okay, really? Wow, Juve. Um, so, yeah, I I think the case can be had for uh, Rudy Gastet. Um, I I won't wouldn't be as confident anymore about Scott do think, Sinclair. Well, do you think Gastet starts if Agbon Lahore is healthy? Because the 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 word was that once Agbon Lahore yeah. is healthy again, Gastet is right back to the bench. Yeah, I. I do think that Dekestet will at least get one more because uh, Agban Lahore is not fully 100%. Like, he's not back at full training for a few days. So I what think, about Priore? No, I think uh, he's another one that, that has been a little banged up. So I think... If, if either one of them are healthy, do you think either one of them starts over? Not not this week, no. I think Gestad, particularly after how well he played last week against Liverpool, should, should get one more start. And, huh. um, you know, he's fairly cheap on on a lot of sites 5300 on DraftKings, which is you know for dirt cheap for a forward yeah so uh i think he's a solid play i'd probably stay away from scott sinclair um you know that was it a hat trick that he had earlier this year or a brace whatever he had his floor is so low is the problem um you know he could literally go through a game without anything um you can have a bonovich like performance <laughs> right except he doesn't get any of the potential well I guess there are no clean sheet points there, but you know, one foul drawn and one cross, and you, you it's okay. Make... There are no clean sheet points on Chelsea either, right? Well, I, I meant on Ivanovic, but um, oh, okay. but yeah, like uh, the, the floor is way too low for Sinclair for me to like confidently put gotcha. in any lineup. Who in the Stoke attack would you trust most? Is it Juve? 
I guess. Uh, I actually considered Boyan um, just because you get a, a few peripheral stats, not a ton, but they're all very hit or miss. And so, you know, everybody loves that GPP phrase, but um, I certainly don't think there's a huge upside really in any of them. Like, I don't think um, you're going to get two goals from anybody. Jouf, uh, I guess, would be the guy. If, if you told me somebody did score two, who would it be? I guess he would be my choice. But it very well could be somebody like Charlie Adam off the bench, yeah. which is why yeah. I tend to stay away from Stoke. Well, I mean, uh, Arnautovic takes penalties, which is always yep. a good thing. So I think it would be Arnautovic for me because you could, you could chase goals and assists with him. That would be the reason for me. Yeah. All right, but... Uh, Aston Villa Stoke, not a ton of options here. Yeah, I don't. I like again another two another two teams here where I'd be surprised if we hear about them in the daily dose. The Just, I, I, I actually, you know, what? I say that but, <laughs> I may have somebody. All right, all right. Maybe we have the same person because maybe yeah. I have somebody too, which I'm just thinking of. Yeah. But you know, and then that's because I just don't think anyone else is going to take this person. That's all. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll be completely wrong. Right. Uh, have... <laughs> maybe it'll be 100% owned on this podcast. Exactly. Well, here's a, here's a game for relegation purposes, even though it doesn't seem like it now because they're not really that well, they're not that close to the relegation area. But, you know, Watford away to Burnmouth. Mm-hmm. To me, at the end of the season, this is going to be a big result. Totally so, agree. Uh, I, I mean, especially Watford on the road. Burnmouth has to get. If I was Burmouth and I was going to try to make a statement that we're going to stay in this league, you got to win this, this right? Is the, yep, totally agree. Uh, it's a tough game, though. Um, Watford have been pretty good defensively this season, and I'm not sure how much is how much of it is actually solid defense. Then, not that. Well, Aurelio Gomez but, has been great, but Gomez that. has been great. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, he's making a ton of saves. Like he's good for fantasy purposes as well because he's been making a lot of saves. But uh, the problem, you know, we're obviously going to see Burnmouth without. Callum Wilson, who's been their clear best player so far. Wilson's, uh, they confirmed a torn ACL and announced that he'll be out for at least six months, which is like, I feel like that's the given timeline given, or yeah. that we that's see from line, everybody. That's going to be the lion's share of the season. Which, it, there's no way he can return in six months from a torn ACL. I was uh, kind of going back and forth with Ben Dinnery on uh, Twitter about how, like, six months just is, there's, you cannot you know, come back in that much time from a, from a torn ACL. And there's really no evidence of guys who have been successful coming back that soon. And really it's, it's a year and that's a year just to get back to like match fitness. That's not even just getting back to being able to, you know, play where you were early on. I mean, Jay Rodriguez still hasn't, I don't think gotten back to where he was and he missed all of last season with that torn ACL. So, um, you know, Falcao is, is a shell of his former self. And this injury was almost two years ago now. So, I don't know. I, I felt bad. I have Wilson and Efsa, and I gotta get rid of them because, you know, even though it's a keeper league, I'm not gonna trust that he's. You know, if they stay up and they're in next year, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'll probably stay away from him next year too, just because. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like it's not like he was cheap in the Efsa for you. Yeah, great point. Great point. I made I made sure of that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, I was bidding so, against you the entire time. Yeah, and. Yeah, I just the coming back from torn ACLs. Uh, ben made the point that Falcao kind of over exerted himself trying to get back for the World Cup, yes, which was, I think, always unattainable, but he had people telling him that he could do it. He was eventually left off the Columbia roster, but and frankly, he's been 
as I said, he's been a shell of his former self since then. Yeah. And so taking even Wilson next season worries me. Yeah, uh, for me in this game, I mean, Watford, by the way, five only five goals scored in seven games, but only six allowed. Yeah. So yep. it, it's clearly a defensive unit, and they just kind of throw the ball up front to Igalo and to Dini and see if they can do something. Yeah. Yeah, the, the fullbacks cross a lot, which is always you know nice for – a game like DraftKings, so Alan Neon would be the guy. Yeah, Neon for sure, and and frankly, Burnmouth does too. I mean, Francis and and Daniels are hardly uh, hesitant on it. So did did you sprint towards Glenn Murray? Maybe. All right, all right. Well, uh, by yeah, the way, it, it, Murray hasn't even started yet. I mean, uh, so it, could, could you also tell the people what happened uh, in the uh, your last EFSA matchup? Um, about Lamella. Oh, just about what the result was. No. Well, yes. So a week after I throttled Mike in the Taga expert draft, we happened to play each other in EFSA. And on Saturday morning when I saw the Tottenham Man City lineup come out, I had Jordan Henderson. I, my midfield is just atrocious in this league. Jordan Ibe is, um, has basically lost his starting spot. Um, I had Henderson, and I'm actually trying to pull it up now to see who my other – I have Jesus Navas, who um, – Obviously lost his spot to Kevin De Bruyne, who I lost out on to you, uh, coincidentally, because I spent up on Pedro. But anyway, so I needed a midfielder, and I picked up Eric Lamella because I knew he was starting. And I thought, well, maybe he'll get some like assisted shots or whatnot. The guy goes a goal and an assist. I immediately start uh, patting myself on the back publicly that I'm going to take you down. And I lost. <laughs> and then the, and then the rest of my and then the rest of our teams right. played. <laughs> right. And then the entire week played and I had like 3 points after that. I had I started Callum Wilson who which didn't uh didn't pay off although I don't think Pedro would have done nearly enough to pay off for that but Yeah, it's uh it's too bad. And I have Ben Teke out too. It's ugh. It's all about timing. Yeah. It's all about timing. And it's not like in uh, in Taga where it's like, oh, man, I wish if I had just started somebody. No, I only had negative points on my bench. It was just a terrible week. Yeah. Every <laughs> single person I picked in Taga. That's fair. I'll, <laughs> I uh, tweeted about this, and I'm going to complain about it as well. Um, how much I hate head-to-head any, any fantasy sports because I'm currently 14th in EFSA, but I'm 7th in points scored. And I'm literally dead. La- My team has given up the most points in the entire league by 25. You got to get a better defense. And yeah, so I forget who it was, and I apologize. Somebody in our league was saying that I should take the advice that's given year after year after year and sign a defensive midfielder. So I'm on the lookout. Maybe I'll try to make a move. For- Why would you sign a defensive midfielder? Oh, okay. I guess for yeah, shore up my defense. Yeah, you got it. Because uh, obviously it's it's struggling here. Yeah, I mean, similarly, I mean, I'm in 12th place. But once you, I'm in not, I, I, 12th place, but I think I have the ninth most points. So it's not like it's a big travesty that I'm in 12th place. But you know, we both, we both, we both have scored a decent amount of points. Yeah, and I, and I have the third. I've, I've, most it's enough not place. to be 14th out of 16, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you, you have the most points scored against you. I have the third most points yeah. scored against me. Yeah. So, you know, it's just sometimes that's the lay of the land. And yep. that's what you got to do. have to go get Schweinsteiger and Maddich and really shore this up. Yeah, maybe Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Who knows? Foreshadowing. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, go, let's go to the next game here. The biggest mismatch of the weekend to me. 
our rankings probably showcase this. Uh, Manchester City are at home against Newcastle. Newcastle flying high after their 2-2 two, two draw, which should have been a 2-something victory. You have to ask me. But uh, it just you can't see anything other than like 3-0, 3-1, right? Why do you say that? Because Newcastle haven't won a game. <laughs> That's fair. I, I meant, why do you think they score? Oh, um, why do I? Th- I mean, I was saying three zero or three. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll note that the that Zabaleta is fit again, so I wonder if maybe he'll get a start over Bakari Sanya, who's kind of been holding his spot. The issues at Man City had their they played what yesterday, right? Wednesday. Correct. And so the turnaround quickly to Saturday, they have nobody other than Aguero to start up front. Like Boney's still hurt, so it seems like they wouldn't want to. If Ayanacho, yeah, I'm not sure he's ready to kind of start a Premier League match, and so there's that danger of starting Aguero, wondering if he's going to play the 90. Mm-hmm. I think he starts, but he's yeah. the. You could put De Bruyne up front. I guess. I guess. I, I'm not saying they should. I like. Yeah. You know, my Yesa team likes him playing exactly where he is. Yeah. No, I think I just uh, Aguero hasn't exactly been the most fit player over the last few seasons, and you know playing three times in eight days basically is is a lot. So I wonder if we'll see some. I was going to say I wonder if we'll see squad rotation, but I'm not sure who else would take his spot with Boney still hurt. Yeah, well, this would if you had to choose a Premier League game to do it, it would be home against Newcastle. Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I mean, for, but for fantasy purposes here, you gotta like Joe Hart as much as you'd like any Manchester City goalkeeper. Uh, you gotta like Alexander Kolarov, even though he's going to be highly priced. Um, you know, you just gotta like almost every Manchester City option here, right? And none of the Newcastle options. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the we'll note that. Uh, company's still out, and so is Mangala. So we're going with the Dimichelis Otamendi backline that looked sketchy last week and slightly better against uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach yesterday. But um, I don't know. I yes, no, I'm staying away from all. All new, staying away from all Newcastle options. And you're, uh, would you invest in a Manchester City defender like Kolarov for the given how expensive he is? Yeah, he's he, he's a little too expensive for me. All right. Well, let's move on, though. Uh, we have Norwich at home against Leicester. So Leicester getting a slight humbling by Arsenal, trying to come at them and then conceding five. Yeah. Uh, you know. They went ahead. That was the problem. That, they scored too early. Not even All too right. early. They scored first. I mean, they just don't know how to do it. Yeah, they don't, they don't know how to play from, uh, from the lead. Right. Yeah, that's why, they, that's why they draw every single game. All right. Uh, well, no, they Mar- go down and then they win. Yeah, exactly. Well, they lead at some point, right? Uh, Riyad Mahrez, Jamie Vardy, Shinji Okazaki, uh, all other. Uh, is this is this another game where it's like you're going all out Leicester, or are you feeling that Norwich has some bite to them and may be able to to nick a goal or two? It it struggle or I struggle to believe that Leicester is not going to give up a goal. So you have to think that there are. Um, According to your theory, they'll spot on the goal just so they have to come from behind. Right, right. And so I think Chris Mazinski is very high on Cameron Jerome this week. And so, um, you know. If, I'd be higher on Nathan Redmond. On Redmond, yeah. Redmond scored last week off the bench. 
Yep. Um, so started him anyway in Iessa. <laughs> what was funny is I saw that he was on the bench. I'm like, awesome, winning this one. And then he scored. And then I, I was like, all right, whatever. He came in the game, no problem. Goal, Norwich. I was like, damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He, I would put my money on him before I would on Jerome. But, yeah, I mean, would would you think of anybody else from Norwich, though? No, just those two. I mean, if Robbie Brady counts as a defender, he has a chance. Well, on DraftKings, you get – cross points would you take him as a four i think he's a forward on DraftKings, if i remember yeah, correctly. exactly no even though with all no. the uh no okay. oh he's a midfielder now excuse yeah, he's me he's a midfielder he, i think he's always been a midfielder but i think he was a forward for for a little bit maybe at hull maybe when he was, on was this season i don't know oh well still no okay just, just no uh, i i it's not like he's you know last year's malcolm albrighton with the crosses you know what i mean it's not. It's not at that rate. Okay. Unless it is. Unless you're telling me it is. No, it's not that high. Yeah, no. I didn't think so. All right. But uh, all right. So the, on the Leicester side, you know, you're starting your usual suspects. You're starting Jamie Vardy. You're starting Riyad Mahrez if you can afford him. Yep. Uh, he is really expensive. Yeah. I mean, understandably, but he's expensive. Yeah. And would you start a Casper Schmeichel? Or will I have to find out when we do our daily dose? Uh, I am not starting him in our daily dose. I I just struggle with the way that they give up goals to start him confidently. I, he does part, get saves. Well, yeah. Part of me wonders if they don't dominate Norwich, and if Norwich can't score, then maybe this becomes a very low-scoring game. And with the number of shots that Leicester takes, maybe John Ruddy is an interesting call. That is very interesting. I ranked Ruddy this week. And Very for that reason, and I'm wondering if maybe that's the play, because it seems like Lester loves to play up to their competition. It's, it's so if, contrarian; it just might it just work. might work. I <laughs> see Harry Kane last week. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that was after a while. That was bound to happen. But <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I'm. They're both forty. Or actually, Ruddy is more expensive than Schmeichel on DraftKings. They're forty-five and forty-four hundred, but. I wonder if this is a a game that is a little more low scoring than we expected. And if that's the case, then, you know, the game is at Norwich. Yeah, I think it's the standard 2-1, okay. Lester. Okay. All right. I, so, may have, I may have Ruddy in a lineup or two. We'll see. Oh, well, you know, like I said, it's contrary enough that it just might work. Yeah. All right, West Ham are on the road where they love to be, and they're playing Sunderland. This means it's going to be... What is it, at least 2-0 West Ham here? I hope so. Maybe, maybe Andy Carroll gets a goal. <laughs> he, he's going to start soon. They're starting uh, Manuel Lanzini lately with Sacco up front, but Carroll's got to be getting close to a start. And, uh, you know, he's always tempting for you. <laughs> you know I love Andy Carroll. Yep. Because they play that game. They play that game. Yeah. Can you imagine him being on the other end of Dimitri Payet's deliveries? Good Lord. Yeah. And I mean, it's Pae, it's Moses, and the two fullbacks, Jenkinson and Cresswell, love to cross. I, it's a, it's certainly. I well, yeah, it's it's built to to get Carroll the ball in the box. So tailor made, and now I mean, Sacco would pick the pet the best time to start scoring. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's he's, he making looks great. The, it's making the decision much more difficult. Uh, but in this game, you know, I, I, I we always ask the question: 
is is Sunderland's you know sneaky duo of Jermaine Lenz and Jermaine Defoe. You know, are they worth a start here? Because West Ham are much better on the road this season. Yeah, not on my team. Okay. All right. And then West Ham, are you comfortable starting defensive options here? Yes, I am. All right. I'm so just that, going with the standard Sunderland stinks defense. And <laughs> I don't think uh, or Defoe's been banged up, too. So uh, Fabio Barini hasn't exactly been lighting it up in his absence. So even if Defoe comes back, I, I like West Ham. All right. The next game is Chelsea at home against Southampton. I've, I've spieled about Chelsea long enough. Andrew, you, set, set, me, set me up with something. Um, who do you think starts at center back? It's a great question. I believe that it will. I just think it's going to be like we'll try to find the scapegoat and we'll go with it. So, it was, so John Terry was the one who was left out, and then Chelsea won a game, and then they kept leaving him out. But now they've lost a the game, so we have to blame somebody else. And it's never. And hopefully, it's Ivanovic at some point. But I just think it's going to be like, oh, we'll take Cahill out this time. Let's see how Terry and Zuma get along because Zuma has the talent and Terry has the leadership. I think that's exactly what happens. <laughs> I think you're exactly right on that. Yeah, it's just it's just who well, who's the odd man out this week? But I mean, there are rumors that uh, Jose Mourinho is going to take some veterans out. And yes, he already I'd tried. Be... I mean, I'm he sorry? did that. He did that at Porto. Who cares? They I mean, lost still. No, I'm saying he... he he dropped uh, Hazard. He dropped um, Matic. Matic. Yep. I mean, those yeah. are those are arguably their two most important players, right? Would you argue that or no? I would not argue that at all. Who are their two most important players? No, I said I would not argue. Oh, that. oh I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, you I, mean you wouldn't take that argument? One hundred percent in in agreement. Yes, and that didn't work either. And so I'm not sure who who who's left. Costa is obviously still out. Um, Remy looked good. I don't see any reason for Falcao to be able to take his spot. Only because I said that he would. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got cursed him on that one, but did. the one of the things that I um, that I saw the other day that somebody pointed out, which was really good was how many of their goals have come on set pieces and not even like set piece plays, but like free kicks that have found the back of the net. So that they're actually three, I think now Willian's done it twice now and well, Oscar. Oh, did sorry. It. Twice, twice in the Premier League. Sure. Okay. Well, William did it once in. Yes. Canada. Right. Um, which you have to think that he keeps his spot. I'm not sure anybody's been better this season than he has. I've said, I've said it for a long time. Yeah. I think he's been good enough. I think Ramirez has been good enough. Uh, I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek has been good enough. So who would you like? I I know we keep going uh, talking about Chelsea, but... I would take Fabregas out. I would take Oscar out. Um, I would also take Ivanovic out, clearly. Um, uh, So what do you... But if you take Ivanovic out... Yeah? Where do you get... Baba goes to the left, and And, and it goes back to his natural right. Okay. Okay. Uh, they also have uh, Papa Gila. Yeah. I, I forgot his last name. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it's a tough one. Yeah. But I'm just going to call him Papa, just not Papa it's like Djibouti, Swarman. but it's not actually. Exactly. It's not the capital of Djibouti either. Right. <laughs> um, but, they, but, I think the, the f- amazing thing to me is uh, is that Mourinho basically Gila played Boji, this. That's what it is. Oh, there you Gila go. Boji. Sorry. Mourinho played essentially the same 11 all of last season. Like he, he found his 11 guys and he went with them as often as possible. And they're exhausted. And if anybody, I I would be shocked if any other team played the same starting 11 as, as much as Marino's group last season. 
And he admitted the other day that he has no idea who his best 11 are, which is just astonishing to me to hear from him because we're, you know, how many games have they played at this point? 10 or 11 in, in terms of all of their cup competitions and the Champions League. And he has no idea who his 11 are. And yet he seems fairly confident that Ivanovich is one of them. Not only is he one of them, he's the captain. <laughs> I love that. I just love it. I, I mean, there's no better there's no better symbol for a sinking ship than Branislav Ivanovich as its captain. But so, who do you like from Southampton? Oh, Sadio Mane, I love him. Uh, Dusan Tadic, Graziano Pele, uh, Ryan Bertrand, potentially uh, everybody. Okay. I, I, w- I would feel confident starting virtually anybody that's anybody. Wow. At Stamford Bridge on the at, Saturday at late game? That, that has never mattered for Southampton. Never. Okay. Yeah, South, I mean, Southampton play a style that would torment Chelsea because they can keep the ball. I'm going to ask one last question about Chelsea, and then I think we should move on because you're going to get angry. I, yep. Where do you think they finish this year, honestly? I, Remember when I remember yes. the season? Yes. I said I thought they would finish second. However, I would not be surprised if they were out of the top. They were four. out of the top four. I, 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 I'm, I'm still, I still think they'll sneak into fourth. Wow. And then play a, you know, a Stanza. A Fenerbahce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. RVP's revenge. Sure. Um, although I read the other day he's been dropped too. He has been. Um, huh. Huh. I still think they can sneak into fourth. It's and it's not because you know Chelsea's particularly good. It's because the Premier League is really good. Yeah. Uh, I, every team. I mean, I, there's a chance that every team can go through a stretch that Chelsea has gone through at the top. For sure. I'd say I'm not saying that you know it's going to be this bad, but I mean, I, uh, City City have lost twice, or, uh, or uh, maybe not lost twice, but I mean. I don't think there's there's still no undefeated team, correct? Correct. So, and we're only eight, seven games in, and every team's lost. There are four teams that have one loss. Yeah, but but you know it's only seven. Are? Man City uh, has lost twice. Yeah, that's what I thought. The four I, teams. This is astonishing to me. Man I United. West, I, I think aren't West Ham one of them? Uh, West Ham no, has West lost Ham's twice. Lost. Yeah, it's Man uh, hold United. On, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me oh, a second. Okay. You, know, you can't just ask me the question. You're right, Le- you're right. Leicester's got to be one of them. Um, Leicester don't lose. Correct. Leicester is one of them. Yeah, they draw a lot. Um, then there's got to be a team like uh, like oh Arsenal. They don't lose either. Arsenal's lost twice. What? Yeah. Well, they oh, lost I, the opener. Oh, to I West Ham. The opener. Yeah. I the opener. All right, then uh, it's got to be like a surprising team. A team. Uh, oh no, Everton doesn't lose very often. They Everton, draw a lot. Everton is one as well. Um. Good lord. So what do I have? I have Everton and I have. Leicester, correct, and there's still t- and United, right? Okay, there's one more. There's one more. That's got to be a team you hate because you think okay, this is this this. I think I feel like this is burning you. <laughs> so is it, it? No, it can't be Tottenham. Can it is it? Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Thankfully, That's, they're still behind Arsenal on the table, but it's because they can't win either. Yeah. Uh, but all right, so that that was a fun bit of trivia. But let's move on to oh, speaking of Everton. Uh, it's the it's the uh, the Merseyside Derby. Yeah, Sunday's games are really fun. Yeah, too bad too uh, too bad our too bad our DraftKings thing is only for Saturday. That's all right. That's all right. yeah. But we'll we'll talk we'll talk about these games a little more at length though. So uh, I loved Aruna Kone. I'm the only one who consistently ranks Aruna Kone. He Correct. scored last week, by the way. 
Uh, Lukaku had a brace. Runa Kone scored the, th- the, the, uh, the the extra third for Everton's comeback victory last yeah. week. And they go up against Liverpool, who, quite honestly, have been underwhelming. Yeah, they're missing some very important pieces. And I think that's... It's you know. been brought up this week. That let's say so. Let's say it's Sturridge and Benteke up front. All right. Let's say Benteke's healthy. Who's serving him the ball, Benteke? Klein. That's it, though. That's the, That's kind of the point that people are making. No one can provide him the service he needs. I th- yeah, and we kind of knew that all along. I the, well we thought the, that someone like James Milner would be doing that, but he's not playing out wide. I was going to say he's a little more central. Yeah. The, I think the biggest thing working against Benteke is that everyone is kind of just assuming that the only way he can score is with his head. And Liverpool kind of feed him that way. And he's a much better player than that. Like he, he's much better than that. And so he can certainly score with his feet. I think Kyle Martino made that point last week that he's very good with the ball at his feet, but they're just, so I think he can play with Sturridge but I don't think that they realize it. So they're trying to like, you know, they obviously haven't played together yet. So they, you know, who knows what the chemistry is, but Sturge and Danny Ings have played really well together. And it was almost like, this is what they wanted. This is what, how Brendan Rogers wanted to play. And then when it, we saw that Sturge was going to be out much longer than anticipated, which turned out to be, you know, five games that he missed, they had to go out and get Ben Teke to, kind of make up for it and I'm not sure Ben Teke and Sturge work well together but Sturge and Ings definitely do and so they're Rogers gonna have an issue <laughs> it's as simple as that but for now it's yeah you know what his issue may be he may yeah. not have a job well that too I mean you gotta think that if Liverpool don't win that his job may be like really in question yeah I mean it's it's definitely in question. I don't think. No, oh, I mean like, I mean the betting odds will be, you know, yeah. it'll be an upset if he survives another week. Yeah, they need to. They need to get some results though because they have basically a, a very tough stretch. So they have the Merseyside Derby this weekend. After the international pr- break, they're at Tottenham. Then they're home against Southampton. These are just Premier League. I'm skipping all the uh, yep. other stuff. They're at Stamford Bridge, home against Palace, at Man City, home against Swansea. Like, that's a really tough stretch, and they've already had a tough stretch. So, yeah, I think, I mean, the Jurgen Klopp yelling is going to be quite loud. And um, as soon as the new manager comes in, they'll have that nice, easy schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Set the new man up for success. Just yep. keep Rodgers on until uh, that tough stretch is over. Yep, it's going to be Klopp or... Uh... Ancelotti, right? Yeah, sure. If Ch- and you know what? Think about it this way: How long does Chelsea have to go the way that they're going until they make possibly think about a man- managerial change? I don't think. I think Mourinho goes out on his own. I don't think they fire him. I think he'll so just say he can't do it anymore, and he'll have to leave for the good of the club. When does he? Uh, you know, he'll never. That's what that. I mean. <laughs> so it's not going to happen. <laughs> They're not I mean, making a change. No way. So, you know, Roman Abramovich has always said that, you know, the Champions League is his priority. Yep. Chelsea are not looking Arsene like they would win the, the Champions League this year, and they may not make it next year. That's, well, they slip in that fourth. But, yeah, um, no. Who? Because you ultimately need to replace him with somebody better. 
Well, and this is where this, I mean. I think this is a team that Klopp can do a lot of damage with. I mean, I think Klopp can do damage with a lot of people. It should be noted that Dortmund have been playing amazing this year without him. That's true. But there I, are plenty. There are plenty of good coaches around, and I'm sure that the next coach at Chelsea will be like Simeone, who plays the exact same style. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think he would want to take. I don't think he would want to follow anyway, Mourinho. This is getting ridiculous. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, we're, 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 we're making up for the Liverpool. loss of the midweek pod Sorry. with some shenanigans. Yeah. Back to Liverpool. Back to Liverpool, Everton. I apologize. I sidetracked us. Uh, who St- would you trust more here, Sturridge or – how about this? Sturridge oh, this. and whoever the strike partner is versus Lukaku and Kone. So say it's Sturridge and Ings. Yeah. I hmm. – I'm not sure the, the, the partnership matters to me. Well, like, I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think Ings to Kone. Let's do it this way. Sturridge or Lukaku? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that's the question. I think they both score. Like I think they're equal in this match. So you, I would take head, both. Choose one. I would take both. Like like if I was building a lineup, I would take both. All right. Build all right. How that. about? Oh my god. Yeah, I forgot. EF. So this year you you were able to put put a second pers- a second forward in, but you know if you only had to choose one forward, Lukaku. Okay. This week I would take Lukaku. Because it's at because it's at Goodison. That's the only reason, though. But okay. but even that, like, I, it, I, yes, right. that's the All reason. All right, fine, fine, fine. That's the Coutinho only reason. Coutinho or Barkley? Uh, Barkley. I thought you were going to say neither, just to oh. do the exact opposite. Oh, did it? Yeah, <laughs> I should have done that. Oh well. <laughs> should we just tape that part again? No. No. Um. Yeah, I would take Barkley. I'm just not a huge Coutinho fan overall. Yeah, well, this this is the perfect opportunity for him to score from 35 yards away. Sure. All right, but uh, no defenders, no goalies in this situation. I don't even think Everton are capable of doing the whole. I think they'll be actually. How about this? More goals or more red cards in this game? <laughs> uh, I'll take goals actually, but I think uh, uh, Seamus Coleman and John Stones are supposed to be back though, so that certainly helps. That does uh, help. That does help Everton a lot. Yeah. But uh, I still think it, this is probably like a one-one situation, maybe a maybe a two-one somewhere. But I, I, I'm calling for the draw. Yeah, I if just, I was a betting man, I would I would go for the draw. Yeah, I'm just saying, coming into the season, if you were asked who the three best players on Liverpool were, although I guess you'd probably stay Sturridge, so maybe we'll say top four. It would be Sturridge, Henderson, Benteke, and Firmino, right? Going into the season? Yeah, going into the season. Would you put Coutinho ahead of any of those guys? Uh, I think a lot of people would. Oh, really? Oh. Remember, he was like a finalist for PFA last year. Come on. Come Shortlisted. On. Come on. You know who we should ask that question to? Jose Mourinho. John Wallen. Oh, yeah, we should. We should, we, we should pose that question to John Wallen. Damn. F Fantasy Gaffer, if you're listening, good for you, for one. And then second, <laughs> please respond. All right. Yes, so John like, Wallen, I'd love to hear what you think about that one. Exactly. But anyway, but those, the three of those guys are out. And so like, this is a very different Liverpool team than may go through that stretch of, of horrible matches after the international break. So I don't know if we're going to be as down on them when everybody is fit. Well, Henderson's not going to be back, but the other two might. If there's one thing that Northern Englanders are, it's optimistic. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Arsenal are at home against Manchester United. Just a small little game here on Sunday. Let, let, let's finish with that one. I got a lot to say about that one. Let's you go to Swansea. You want to finish with that one? You yeah. want to go to Swansea? Yeah, I do. All right. Swansea yeah. at home against Spurs. A you lot. called it. Harry Kane called it. I did call it. Uh, he was <laughs> Who could have ever seen that coming? 
I, you know, I was just saying, from a betting perspective, this is when the sharps come in and say, this is the time. Yeah. No one is going to be picking them. This is when I'm picking them. The talent has to win out at some point. Yeah. And now I get the volatility with it. Yes, I'm, I'm on board. So Great call. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say here? Andre Ayew, mm. who's not been playing well. No, he hasn't He been. gets off the schneid. Um, I'm not... I'm I'm gonna stay away from IU. Uh, I don't think the Swansea. Right, how about this? Gomi or Kane? Kane. I, I'm I'm starting to go down on Swansea. I'm not sure there's another guy on Tottenham I would have taken <laughs> if you had asked me about anybody else versus all right, anybody about, else. All right, IU or Lamella? Yeah. Neither. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is I've I've never liked Lamella. I've never been very high on Chad. Are there? Are Much there to two, my demise, but are there two players that are more alike than Gilfie Sigurdsson and Christian? And Christian Eriksson is perfect. I hope they switch shirts at halftime. <laughs> no one will know the. So they'll switch uniforms. Yeah, they'll just switch. Oh, Sigurdsson did play. I mean, I think Eriksson's the reason why Sigurdsson is now playing for Swansea. But that's correct. But you're right. They are. They're perfect. They are the same player. Mm-hmm. They are both equally just just inept yeah. in open play. All right. Uh, actually, in, this but, ga- in this game here, do you think uh, do you think there's a chance for nil nil here? So no. Fab- Fabianski and uh, and Loris getting some value? Or? I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think every team scores on Sunday. The problem is, is that Swansea have a few too many options. Like it could be Key, or it could be Shelby from forty yards out. Gomi, Sayu. Like none of those would surprise me. Sigurdsson on a free kick. Whereas I would probably only put money on Harry Kane from Tottenham. So that means you like Swansea more. It just means I don't know who scores. That doesn't mean that oh, I think I all of them saying. score. You're confident think. that both teams will score, and you're confident that only Kane can score. Yes, that that I would only put my money on Kane from Tottenham, but for Swansea, so it, not, it could so come not from anywhere. Som, not Clinton and J, uh, not Clinton and G, no. or in Jai. No, well, Son is I think out. Yeah, I think he he's battling back. I'm right, sure so you could out. have Lamella, Chadley, and Erickson in the midfield, which they did a bunch. But yeah, but it, it, if you look at the rotation, it, it's usually in in Jai that comes in for Sam, or for Sam. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think I think there's a serious youth movement there, and you know, Delhi, uh, you know, Delhi Ali, yeah, yeah, Delhi Ali, uh, Clinton and Jai. I, I think there's, I think those are the players that would be more likely to start in, in place of Sam. Maybe, yeah. Deli, or, uh, get thrown off with Deli Ali because they kept calling him Deli Ali like it was yeah. one word with that English well, not worrying bad. about what, how I, you pronounce I, I, I names. I first read it as Del Ale, but you know. <laughs> it's not that either. But yeah, Harry, put me in for more Harry Kane. All right. And uh, Swansea side, too many options. Are you, are, you wouldn't start, you wouldn't feel comfortable starting any option. The only reason why I would strongly pick or strongly think about Fabianski is because I think there I, will be shots. Yeah, and so I'm not sure how many the um, and they they invented the one goal rule after Lucas Fabianski, who yeah. had up a goal a game every right. single game. Right. On the same at the same time, I think the last game that we'll talk about could be scoreless, as great as it could be. All right, you had a lot to say. Let's get to it. Arsenal, Manchester United, Andrew Laird. The floor is yours. So both of these teams are obviously going in very different directions. Arsenal still seem to be able to maintain this spot uh, in the top four, but United look really, really good. 
and it seems like Louis Van Hall finally has the team that that he wants. Uh, the Antonio Valencia start in the midweek for when they played um, Wolfsburg didn't work out. He came off after 45. Ashley Young was playing, I think, on the right side when he usually plays on the left. So, but I think he's got like a core group, and I think the, the best player in this game is Juan Mata. Like, I think he is playing out of his mind right now. Did you see that flick that he had for the second goal yesterday? See, you know, I'm still wondering how deliberate that was. Really? Come on. I There are thousands of players that could have tried that. Not deliberately. But he is like one of a handful of guys that I would have thought he 100% meant to do that. And not only did he mean to do it, he did it, like, successfully. It was a great pass. But I'm not sure Arsenal have any, maybe I guess Alexis. But after that, there's nobody better than Juan Mata. You're I'm very high on Juan Mata. No right Anthony now. Martial, no Memphis, no, no Wayne Rooney. You're skipping all those guys. No David De Gea. I, not necessarily for fantasy purposes. No Although, Peter Cech. Yeah, I think Mata's better than all of them. I wish that I could watch soccer how he wa- how he sees it. That's how I wish I could like analyze just the, the stuff that must go through his head when he plays. Did you uh, you know what? Oh, I, I, here's an interesting stat: Who leads the Premier Juan League Mata. since oh. 2012 in assists? I assume it's Mata. Wrong. Is it Kizorla? Yes. Yeah. I think that's the guy. Uh, <laughs> that's the guy who you'd want to see the game as. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If you really want to, if you really want to get down to brass tacks, I mean, I think you have a lot of good options on Arsenal before you get to. Well, I, I, I think I could be biased. I, I shouldn't be. I love Juan Mata, but hmm. I just I don't see it. I just don't see his his immense value with all the you know all the big name targets that are on that team. I think he's well. I think he's the guy. He's playing for United. How Arsenal need Mesut Ozil to play. I agree. And the fact I think Ozil has well, he probably doesn't have better pieces around him. But will will, will Juan Mata score enough goals to make him worthwhile? Um how many is that? Eight. Yeah, I think he could have eight. I think he's gonna get on penalty think, duty too. That'll cause help. Because you, you think because you gotta think he's gonna get somewhere around eight assists, too. Yeah, I think he could definitely go 8-8. Eight and eight. And I don't think Ozil gets close. Comparing, you know, or I don't think Cazorla gets there either. Like, I think Mata will finish better than Cazorla and Ozil this year. Which, compa- comparing to what you, you're probably paying in price and where you definitely have to draft in season-long leagues, it's very good value. For sure. For sure. And Walcott, I mean, as much as I love Walcott, he's not going to play enough. To, for season long, you know, you get him basically now while you can, but at some point, Wenger's going to remember that he likes Giroud more, and they'll, he'll go back. Because they speak the same language. Yeah, literally. I know, right? But uh, I just I, I, also Theo Walcott might get hurt. You never know. Right. But I think it's all I of think, them. Are I mean, I really hurt. do think that your best options here are Alexis, then Theo Walcott. Uh, I would still, I would still venture a guess that. You know, like uh, Hector Bellerin is still a really good value option. Manchester United don't score a ton of goals in the Premier League. 
Yeah, Bellerin's expensive though, particularly he, on DraftKings. I guess in the is. season long, he's cheaper. He but. is, but I'm just saying, if you want options for this weekend in terms of you know who I think will score the most points, I, I don't think. I mean, Juan Mata may make it in the top five. He'd be closer to five. Yeah, but he's got. I think he has a higher ceiling than guys like Ozil and Cazorla. Like, I think you would. You wouldn't be like shocked if you saw Mata with a goal and two assists. Whereas, I will agree with that. Yeah. You won't, you won't hear any argument with me. Uh, and he's in that price you, range with the two of them, usually. And do you think... Well, here's the thing. You, you know the two things I always look for. His volatility is certainly there. He can definitely score you a bunch of points. Is the... You know, is he going to be in a lot of other people's lineups, do you think? Mm. Especially if you're looking at a Sunday game. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I think you will probably see... Because, you know... With a three-game slate. Because here's the thing that you don't want. You don't want someone who may score you zero and who may score you a ton of points, plus he'll be on everyone else's lineup. Oh, sure. But I think I think he'll have a lower ownership than a guy like... Um, I bet he's lower owned, owned than Cazorla. I bet he's lower owned than Coutinho. Um, I bet enough people get cute and go with Ross Barkley. And... Probably not Sigurdsson, Erickson, probably not. So, he, yeah, I guess he'll be in the top five owned. Andre yeah. Ayu. Yep. Ayu, yep. Although I think uh, I mean, continue for daily, it's owned by a decent Ayu's amount a of people. Yeah, and Memphis has kind of been going back and forth, but I think he was a midfielder in the Champions League. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I, hear, I mean, you understand what I'm saying, though, especially if you're looking at sure. daily formats. You're, sure. you're getting a guy who may score you zero. And he'll also be on a bunch of other people's teams. Why not do something different? I think Ozil is more likely to have zero than Mata. You know what I mean? But you, you, know, what I'm, you, know, you know the concept I'm trying to, to sure. give you here. Yep. Is that you, guy, you have a guy that his, his score is going to be, it's going to highly fluctuate. You, know, you, you can't say, like, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to get X number of points from Juan Mata. It, that number just doesn't exist. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Particularly well, in DraftKings well, yeah, where you, have, like, you need like, the wing it, players. And and but if but that's okay. Like I'm I'm okay with that as a theory. But he can't be on a bunch of other people's teams. Right. Well, sure. Because you're now you're not gaining anything from any strategy. You're not yeah. getting the safe strategy, and you're not getting the boom or bust strategy that you would get for like a like a big tournament on a DraftKings because everyone else is going to have them. Yeah, I finally decided to actually look to see what his price was, and I I almost have to amend this entire conversation. I will say yes, goal in three straight games. He's the second highest most highest priced midfielder on the oh. Sunday slate. So he's yeah. ahead of well ahead of Ozil and well ahead of Cazorla. Goodness, wow. Still just you know That's a classic uh, on I, the fly I, I, podcast I, move right there. I just I just love it how my facts are getting in the way of <laughs> your opinions. Uh, but on that note, we should definitely get to our daily yeah. doses. I'm, I'm Before we embarrass my, myself any further, uh, you know. Now you, you know it's just it's fun to see. It's fun to see how someone who you know normally is so smart and so with it just act more like me. <laughs> so uh, so all right, we did a, we did a DraftKings lineup this week. So Andrew, I will go through my entire team. Oh, excellent. and then yeah, we'll do that. And because yeah. because. Because then you can just go through your team and then give your opinions on mine. Then I'll go back and give my opinions on yours. Mm-hmm. Huh? Do it. Perfect. All right. In goal, I have Herelio Gomez. Mm. That's right. 
at the four at the forty three hundred mark. So you know nothing nothing oh, nothing cheap. too much. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then at the, it, it allowed me to go up for a high price defender, which was Alexander Kolarov at wow. sixty six hundred. Wow. But I countered him with this a guy. It, it's an I got a feeling guy. I think Baba Rockman finally comes in. <laughs> I really do. Uh, and he's only and he's at twenty seven hundred. Yep. So if this is the time, then this is the time. But if I don't, I still have some money left over. I could go with like a Scott Dan if he doesn't play. Now, uh, in the midfield, Kevin De Bruyne. This is by the way the Saturday only slate. Yes. So no Sunday people. It's also the all day Saturday. All day Saturday. So Kevin De Bruyne at, at seventy three hundred, which I think is a tremendous value. And Bakary Sacco at 6000 Again, another tremendous value. And both of those guys are at home. And, uh, and I actually split my team up 50-50 home and on the road. So something I typically don't do. But, hmm. you know, we'll see. Yeah. Amajouf is one of my forwards. And Odeon Italo. So I have not one but two Watford players wow. against Berman. I think that Callum Wilson injury really hurts. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think it really, really hurts Berman. But they are at home. But uh, I do like Watford. And as a flex at eighty seven, at sorry, Mama Juve is sixty four hundred, and Odion Igalo is seventy two hundred. So, not going to kill you on price for either one of those two guys, yep. which allowed me to spend up on my most expensive player in the flex, which is Dimitri Payet, mm. West Ham at home. Oh, uh, sorry, at Sunderland, yep. West Ham on the preferred route on the road at Sunderland, mm, eighty right. seven. Okay, can get, get goals, get get assists, will get crosses, all sorts of good stuff. Yep, I don't think you got to sell anybody on Dimitri Payet. Perfect. I took his. I have all um, home players except two who are teammates. Um, so I started with Adrian playing at Sunderland because they are playing at Sunderland. And then. What's his price? 4900 Um I just. Uh, it really pains me to pay like over 5000 on DraftKings for a goalie. I realize you got to do it sometimes, but I do all, of I, can, all I can not to. Um. I spent 4500 on Jordan Amavi, which, as we were talking about how that Stoke-Aston Villa game, we wouldn't touch anybody from it. And I took Amavi, who picked up an assist last week. Uh, sends in a few crosses. He had a nine-cross game earlier this season. So kind of hoping for something like that. Um, obviously, that's showing a little less faith than yeah. uh You got to hope that Rudy starts for that then. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And my other... Uh, defender is from that first game, which we also said nobody would we wouldn't touch anybody, particularly defender. And I started Martin Kelly, who is starting in place of Joel Ward. And at only twenty six hundred bucks, he's one that you can slip into your lineup if Rockman does not get the start. Um, the only difficulty you have with Rockman though is that he's the last game, so you don't you won't know when lineups lock you're going to have to pick somebody else from that game. And you can't take target, or excuse me, you can't take take, Cahill. Right. There you go. If Cahill starts, you're (laughs) going to, you're going to be left with Zuma, Terry, Ivanovic as Pili Quetta, um, font. I can take virtual Van Dyke. Van Dyke. He's the only one you'd be able to at 30, well, 3,200. So I'm saying if you, maxed out your lineup you wouldn't be able to but anyway so i went with kelly just because he was 2600 and hoping that west brom don't wake up early enough even though it's already afternoon there but anyway i also paid uh 7300 for kevin de bruyne that just 
he should be like in the nine thousand range for he should be the upside that he has. Five digits at this yeah, point. yeah. Um, the only two five-digit midfielders are Hazard and um, Mares. So De Bruyne at seventy three is I'll take that easily. I paid five grand for Glenn Murray. Um, Murray was thirty five hundred last week, so that's actually a pretty sizable uh, increase. But he scored nine points off the bench after he came on for for Wilson. So you know, basically hoping that Burnmouth is able to do something. But five grand for a forward, I think, is it's tough to pass up, particularly one that that is starting. I think I had Boyan early on, but. Uh, yeah, Boyan's at fifty two hundred, so um that was a thought that I had, but I went with Murray instead. Um Shinji Okazaki's also five thousand, but if I'm gonna play Lester I'd go with Vardy. And then I paid eleven grand for Sergio Aguero, uh hoping that he starts scores a hat trick in the first half and then sits. And then my flex was eighty seven hundred Dimitri Paye. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do like the pie pick. I I actually really almost took Amabi. I had him in there originally, and just I, I wanted to try to save some more money. Yeah. And I went down to Rockman. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe I can bring it up that you know Chelsea may actually switch some players around. Mm-hmm. And maybe just Definitely. maybe just maybe hope upon hope that this is like the reverse curse week that I actually do get one right here for my own team. But I don't think that's actually. Like, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm I, I'm I'm optimistic for the first time. <laughs> now. The interesting thing to me is we took a lot of players. I I took Kolarov, who gets some crosses, but we did not really chase too many crosses here. Yeah, I think the hope was that De Bruyne would get a few if, well, Silva's back, so if he plays out on the wing. And Amavi gets a few. Um, Kelly plays on the wing, but you're right. I mean, ultimately, that well, Paye gets a bunch. So he'll yeah, be, that's true. That's true. I was just surprised that neither of neither one of us took like a, a Jenkinson or a Cresswell. Or, yeah, both of them are pretty expensive. Yeah. So that's that's the reason why I didn't go after those guys. But the yeah, I mean, you, you can always go after your all Brightons and um, I'm trying to think of uh, Chris Brunt. Yeah, Brunt. Yeah, Jesus Navas probably isn't going to start, so you're not going to. Oh my God! You're not going to get him there. So. Um, yeah. No, just I think this week there's definitely one or two games that will make or break a lot of people's weekends. I think West Ham will make uh, make or break some people's weekends, and I think Manchester City, if they don't show up, yeah, they're gonna break a lot of people's weekends. Yeah, uh, especially defensively. I think a lot of people are gonna go with Hart and one of the four defenders. Sure, you know at least one. Uh, I know that I ranked three of them. <laughs> so you know it's just. Yeah, you just you gotta think that you gotta think that there's gonna be a lot of people who are looking for that game to go exactly as expected. Right. Yeah. And uh, as always, this season that is just ha- that's just not the case. It's just, uh, unfortunately, this is not the way the Premier League works, and that's why it's the best league, and that's why there's people like us here to tell you who you can and cannot play, just in case those games don't go into place. <laughs> and on that note, we should end this episode of the Roadwire Fa- Fantasy Soccer Podcast because I can no longer speak English. And because Andrew is using opinions and I'm using facts, and it's just too much of that. It's Proof just, we should it, finish. Yes, exactly. It's a bizarro Thursday and maybe Friday when you guys listen to this. But it's been a pleasure to be back and talking about some DraftKings lineups for a change, too. So we'll catch you again next week so that we can react to Game Week 8. Thanks for joining us. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. 
For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.